Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, Boiling Pointers. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Before we start, Dave and I want to let you know all about our Boiling Point Process online courses, live events, and masterminds. After interviewing hundreds of leaders, we've packaged a ton of knowledge together to serve up to you. Info that will help you and your company be heard in a very noisy marketplace. So visit www.boilingpointprocess.com and sign up for the email newsletter and we'll let you know when our next cohort or event is. Thanks also for supporting The Boiling Point by subscribing to us on iTunes and also leaving a rating for us. Dave, we're back in The Boiling Point. And first, first of all, can we acknowledge Zach, who is out on the boards right now? Zach Attack. Zach Attack. Um, Zach, yell as loud as you can so we can hear you. Hey. Yeah, that, that's Zach. <laughs> that's He's, as loud as... Come on, try it one more time. <laughs> one more time, Zach. Nice. Hey! So Zach, Zach uh, has been really uh, rocking it for us for a long time. Um, and uh, a bunch of the other um, uh, awesome people that help make the Boiling Point happen. So uh, we're very blessed, Dave, to have wicked people around us. Yes. Wicked good. And we have right a deadly. great guest and we want to talk hockey. Hockey, uh, and, and, and surfing. And, and, and everything. <laughs> okay, we're like, okay, so there's a lot to talk about here. And we have Pete Oxley in here, and we were going to have Pete Oxley and his business partner, Jake Swan, but uh, I think Jake's busy saving a life today or something. Yeah, I sent him a text. I said, hey, the, the podcast is running a little late. You may be able to make it. He said, no, nah, I'm... I'm on interventional today. I said, you are so selfish. Saving lives. <laughs> Unbelievable. Jake. But the, on, the, the other on. thing is Jake, uh, Jake and his brother have a podcast and it is the most hilarious. <laughs> so and, and like, it's so incredible what's, what's, that Jake's mom uh, uh, doesn't uh, excommunicate him because it's, it, it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's yeah. hilarious. And it, it's so raw and uh, so it's on the edge of hilarious uh, what's the word well, I'm looking for bizarre at point yeah, at times yeah. so. I don't want to say inappropriate but it's, it's on sound, the edge it sounds, <laughs> sound, it sounds, it sounds edgy so the, edgy so, so Pete Dave yes. Pete Dave Dave Pete is a good friend of mine we know each other through sports uh, hashtag sports because Pete uh, was very gracious enough to be uh, one of three guys that invited me to go surfing for the very first time in the Bay of Funday and cool Pete kind of taught me how to surf a little bit. A little bit, yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm still not a very good surfer. Pete's an amazing surfer. And you guys know each other because you played hockey together. Well, we just figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, pretty yeah. neat. Heart and Stroke uh, Foundi- yep. Foundation hockey tournament with a bunch <laughs> hockey, of... Uh, hockey legends. Hockey okay, legends, also, right. You know how we'll figure this out? Who was the, who was the guy, who was the NHL player, or legend that was on oh, our team? We had a guy from Montreal. Oh, no, we didn't. No, no, no. We had Rick from Boston. Rick um, Nifty. Was his nickname Rick Nifty? Nifty was his name. He's here a lot, actually. He seems to have a quite an affinity to St. John. Why can't I remember Rick? Uh, oh, I can't believe I can't remember his last name. Oh, jeez. Well, anyway. I don't even remember his first name. So you're well, there. You go. <laughs> Rick Nifty. Rick yeah, Nifty. but it's kind of yeah. cool because what they do is the, all the proceeds go to Heart and Stroke. They put all these teams in, and then you do this draft. You draft um, uh, one of the players. You know, depending on how much you raise, you get positioned in the draft. 
and then you got to play with this NHL legend. And we, you know, like Ray Bork, uh, we played with him one yep. year, who's a, cool. who's quite well known. And all these kind of neat NHL hockey players. And, you know, we're just regular guys at the end of the day and who just like to have a good time and Absolutely. play hockey and drink some beer. But it's such a good cause. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and then a, a friend in common, Mark Pelche, would have got yeah. that going. Shout out to Mark. And, and Mark was on our – Mark's been on this. Well, yeah. Hey, yeah, can, yeah. can I start this by just asking a, a trivia question for Pete? Uh, Pete, who uh, who actually made the assist at the Vancouver Olympics uh, hockey game to Sidney uh, Crosby? Gold gold medal winning game. Gold medal gold medal winning game. Oh cool. man! So I'm going to make a uh, confession here. I yes. barely watch television. Yes. Oh, ever. I feel so good I feel, right now. I honestly, you're just rede- I, you're redeeming. I, so Greg. I honestly feel that when I watch television, I have to learn something, and I feel I'm being a little frivolous if I'm watching something for entertainment. Did you know that Sidney Crosby made the goal? Uh, you know what? So here I'll tell you a story about that. <laughs> I was actually uh, skiing down in Maine, and when it came down to the final minutes of the game, I had too much anxiety, and I went outside and shoveled the steps because I couldn't watch the, the end of the game. <laughs> kind of like the like, Raptors in our night, right? Too much. Yeah, I, yeah, and I missed that one too. <laughs> So, so, so Greg, Greg got asked that question. <laughs> okay. And so for, I, I didn't for, even, for I, I little, knew it was Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby hey, scores goal. I, I was then, on the spot. And then the question is who assisted? Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, and some people know Jerome McGinley, but uh, oh, Greg, yeah. Greg didn't know. And, 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 and everybody's so, laughing at me so for not knowing. So, so he's just trying to find someone okay, else. Okay. So, to, Greg, let me ask you this question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you regular or goofy foot? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a regular. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I bet a lot of people don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, well, right? me included. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny you say that. Uh, well, it's it's yeah, skateboarding, yeah. snowboarding, surfing, and it's funny oh, you okay. say that because just the other day, I bought a skateboard for Kaya. Nice. I got a longboard for Dad, and yep. uh, and I you was, a longboard I was tra- for your Dad. Yes, no, for me. Oh, I'm Dad. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I was trying to figure out. Small D, Dad. I was trying to figure out if Kaya was regular or goofy, and she's kicking with her left, and I was like, Oh, honey, you're you're goofy foot, and she thought it was a bad thing. Just because it's the uh, name, Goofy. Just, I was like, no, no, honey. It just means, are you kicking with your left foot or your right foot? Uh, that's uh, it. This, <laughs> and, this is uh, good to know. Yeah, you're, so, just, yeah. you're just like the nuns taking the pencil out of the left that's hand, Greg. Putting, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> terrible. I love it. So, Pete, okay. you are a man of uh, many talents and exploits. I see you more at airports yes. uh, than I do in the waves uh, yes. or any, uh, yeah. Sadly. Yeah, yeah, and you're either in a suit in an airport or in a wetsuit in the ocean. That's the only time I ever see you. So let's talk about you a a little bit, um, your medical equipment uh, business. Sure. Uh, And then let's transition into Liftoff Capital, which is super exciting. And then uh, if we have time, I'd love to talk about some of the other innovations that you're working on too. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so my main business is is medical uh, device sales. So we own a company. Uh, we say we're the largest microsurgical company in Canada, which seems like an oxymoron, but uh, good tagline. <laughs> no, it's an yeah. Oxley moron. An Oxley moron, that's right. Oh. Um, so what it is, is basically we work in um, reconstructive microsurgery, uh, primarily for breast reconstruction post-cancer and um, some head and neck cancer reconstruction. So some pretty pretty horrible stuff, but it's a really good field to be in because you really feel that th- the end result is somebody kind of gets put back together after a pretty horrible illness. Mm. Um, so I say it's kind of the, the um, um, just the, I call it the, the, without being judgmental, but sort of the, the good side of plastic surgery. It's the part that, you know, makes people feel complete again and mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. not incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the business. But the, the way I got there was kind of a long road, and, and you guys would appreciate that this being uh, Atlantic Canadians, is that 
I mean, I finished a very lackluster career at uh, University of Western Ontario uh, and primarily went there for rowing. I used to be a competitive rower here in uh, New Brunswick. Went up to Western to row, managed to squeak a degree out somehow. Uh, and then when I graduated, came back to St. John and the job prospects were essentially none. Uh, I think the first job I had after university was um, uh, unloading trucks, you know, thinking like, well, that was a kind of a waste of four years maybe. So I think in hindsight, it was a good thing though, because I, I think anytime you have to do um, kind of jobs that you don't necessarily love, you know, people always ask, what do you want to do? It's sometimes it's better to know what you don't want to do, right? Because mm-hmm. that's pretty easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that, I... I uh, I guess I've always had sort of a, a mind as an entrepreneur to think and try to find opportunities. And one of the things that um, I looked at early days after university was aquaculture. It was sort of an upcoming field and it was going to be the way that the world was going to be fed. So um, I went back to school, did a little uh, education in aquaculture and uh, worked on a number of very cool projects. One was sturgeon. One built a fish hatchery down in Barbados, uh, which was pretty horrible. Wow. Um, Why was it horrible? I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, what? I'm, I'm trying to imagine. Like, <laughs> no, it was pretty awesome. And we were working with um, a fish probably had before, mahi-mahi, which is, yeah. in hindsight, is a very common fish. So yeah. to farm it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It'd be like farming seagulls. You know, they're <laughs> everywhere, right? Um, so we did, did that f- uh, for a little while. And then, and then um, after working on a bunch of different projects, and I was always trying to figure out sort of a niche where I could do something on my own that wasn't so hugely capital intensive like the industry is. Uh, I couldn't find that. And along the way, I had a friend who was a headhunter and she called me up and she said, hey, look, I've got this opportunity with this company and they're selling this product that's coming out soon called Viagra. Would you be interested in in going for the interview? (laughs) So I did the interview, I got the job and I was a Viagra salesman for a number of years. I did not know that and I'm so happy now to know (laughs) that that's part of your founding story. That is, yeah. So it was like the world's easiest sales job because it was on the news for uh, six months prior to it being launched. So, you know, you just show up at the door and somebody's like, can I have samples? You know, so that was <laughs> you're, you're like a rock star, right? Totally, yeah. Uh, you know, and people that was following you around. Yeah, almost, yeah. You have to keep your van locked all the time. My <laughs> wife still says like, why do you always lock the car? It's just like a habit. I had to because it was carrying samples all the time. Um, but it was interesting because it was, you know, it was a great job working for Big Pharma. But at the same time, I never really felt that was kind of the direction I wanted to go. And actually one of the, the biggest compliments I ever had was I had a sales trainer and we were at a big meeting in Toronto or something and he sort of takes me aside and he said, you don't really fit in here. I thought, most people would be offended by that, but I really <laughs> actually take that as a compliment. Yes. <laughs> so then after that, I, I, I transitioned over to, to surgical sales, uh, device sales and worked for a large company, again, Boston Scientific, sort of to cut my teeth and to learn about the business. And I worked for Boston Scientific for about six years, six or eight years. And then after I felt I had enough uh, sort of education about the industry, I went off on my own and started a sales agency in Atlantic Canada, working for a bunch of multinationals sort of as their their sales um, arm in this area. And my sort of my pitch was, you know, it's a geographically a large place with a with the population of Mississauga. Right. So it doesn't really make sense to fly somebody down or, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so spread out that it's yeah. just like it would be very expensive. Oh, it's so true. you filled a, a really interesting, and you, f- it's interesting. It's not that they even knew that there was a need. You saw the ne- the opportunity for them yeah. by saying, "Hey, I'll I'll take five or six clients and I'll represent you here." Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it worked out well, and I think it's a model that's worked in Atlantic Canada and other industries as well. Just be f- 
you know, obviously for the for the size and for the for the lack of population. And you guys know, being Atlantic Canadians, it's a lot. I mean, you know, Dave and I are probably related if we figured. You know, if we start talking long enough, say, oh no, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it's uh, it's a very close environment to work in, which is yeah. which is good and bad. Yeah, so. yeah. So you you've you've been uh, doing that for as long as I've known you. Um, but recently, you and my friend and uh, guitarist slash songwriter <laughs> slash singer of the band I play in Fox Farm uh, have collaborated on uh, a very cool startup called Liftoff Capital that um, that I may uh, uh, you know I, I put my ideas on there as well. So uh, it's a it's a platform that connects investors mm. with with startup ideas essentially. Why don't you tell Dave and the rest of right. uh, our listeners what that's all about? Yeah, so I'll tell you. So I'll give you sort of the backstory uh, of it. Um, my partner Jake and his father, who's since uh, uh, deceased, John Swan, um, have always been very involved sort of in the tech world, especially John. I mean, in one of John's roles um, for the company that he <coughs> founded was sort of making connections between Atlantic Canadians Canadians in general, and sort of the tech hubs in in uh, Silicon Valley and Boston, and and just sort of letting you know, making uh, introductions and getting people to meet. Um, one of the challenges of doing that, of course, is that it's a huge amount of time, huge amount of expense to try to find the right people and to and the follow up part of it is brutal. I did a little run with a friend uh, to Silicon Valley to pitch an idea, f- um, probably about ten years ago now, and it's so fun. It's amazing. I mean, you're going to see all, to these really cool offices and talk yeah. to some really interesting people, and you go, "Wow, that guy was involved in Facebook," you know, at the beginning, and you know, you go, "Wow, these are like superstars." But the follow-up is almost impossible. Um, I mean, you really do, even in this world of tech, it's it's important at when you're hammering out deals to be meeting in person. I think, and and so uh, so this sort of spawned the thinking for Liftoff Capital. And this was an idea that Jake and his father John originally had, and. I was lucky enough to sort of connect with Jake as we'd been working on some medical projects, actually, um, and um, jumped in on the on the project. So what Liftoff Capital is basically is we say it's kind of a uh, Facebook meets LinkedIn meets a dating website. And basically, the so the Facebook part of it is uh, as Facebook would be. You have a profile. You, you can post what's going on, what you're doing. Uh, the LinkedIn part is it's because it's uh, trying to connect people with other people that have um, uh, an incentive to connect from a business <coughs> perspective. And then finally, the dating part is that we do have certain algorithms to help match uh, entrepreneurs hmm. and investors. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is, let's say you can list your company under, I think we've got about 20 different categories. So we're not just tech specific. We look at every sort of business area because we think it's important. I mean, tech is a huge part of the startup community, but there's a heck of a lot of really cool other companies that are not in tech. So we haven't excluded anybody. Um, So basically what you would do is you would sign up as an entrepreneur, put your best foot forward, put all your media stuff on, um, post every day, talk about what you're doing, you know, promote yourself. Um, As you fill out our sort of questionnaire, you get what we call a liftoff score. And what a liftoff score is sort of how investment ready you are. So if you're a small company and you've never taken money, um, you don't have a business plan, you don't have uh, an accountant, um, you would have a very low liftoff score. Um, If you are a, obviously a sort of a seasoned company, you've taken some money, you've got a board of directors, you're incorporated, all these kind of things, you would have a very high liftoff score. And that would mean you're more investment ready. Mm. So then if you were 
signing up as a potential investor for Liftoff Capital and you wanted to search, let's say, media, and then you would look at companies and go, okay, this is the companies we've isolated that have very high Liftoff Capital scores, meaning they're investment ready. Um, we're going to reach out and talk to Dave and Greg about selling the podcast and seeing, you know, or partnering with those guys. Um, so really, it's just a way for investors to search down and find investment ready companies. And it also incentivizes um, entrepreneurs into making their companies more investment ready by following a bunch of steps and doing the things they should be doing. So really, that's the sort of the dating website part of it where, you know, put your best foot forward and Hopefully you'll get the date. What's the so? What's the business model behind that? Like, how do, is it subscription based, or how do you? So yes. So what we're doing right now is, as we've launched, it's been about um, probably like a, our real solid launch has been about seven months now, and it's been sort of just friends and family and hey, you know, hey guys, just sign up and and uh, so we can sort of debug the platform. Mm. We have it super solid now. We've got a great team of guys um, that are building it for us. Uh, so what we'd like to do is get to about 5,000 profiles, and then we're going to kick into um, our subscription model, so uh, monthly subscription. I think with any th- sort of a social media platform like this, really the value comes in eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So the more investors, the more entrepreneurs, the more valuable the whole environment becomes. And then from the investor side, like angels and… Anybody. Really? Okay. So you could be… So one of the things we thought about uh, where Jake is a physician, um, sort of alternative investments. So if you can't hold… Um, let's say certain investment, non um, certain investments, I guess, in your professional corp, you might have to have a more active investment, let's say. So let's say you wanted to buy into a successful podcast and partner because that's something you're really into. So what we do is we set up an environment where the investors and entrepreneurs can meet. After that happens, then it's up to the investor and entrepreneur to hammer out a deal. So we don't do any of that. We don't take any commissions off any deals that are done. We really just want to make people meet and then do a deal. And then we would also like you to come back and say, hey, look, it was because of liftoff capital that this happened. So we, in the investment world, they call that a tombstone, which seems kind of odd. That (laughs) 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 A win is a tombstone, but I guess it is. (laughs) So we we need some tombstones like that. And Mm. we have a news feed on on liftoff capital. We have uh, various media on there to talk about these sorts of things. We profile companies. That sort of thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool, Dave. you got to check it out for yeah, sure. And 100%. the Boiling Point listeners should, should check it out. Liftoff liftoffcapital.com. Yeah, um, yes. yeah it's, uh, it is very cool. And um, would you see like a LinkedIn being a good partner for you guys? Because it feels like that's where you're going to find the folks. Yeah. Are, are you going to do any advertising in there or partnerships? Yeah, somehow? and it's one of the things we're working on right now. We have to set up our, our strategy for our growth strategy now because we pretty much, as I say, it's just been sort of friends and family. And we've got just a little over couple hundred profiles now of just, you know, basically local folks. We do have to, we're looking at now at, at uh, bringing a partner in for that side of it to, to really start promoting and essentially selling the concept across the country. So that's going to be I know a guy, thing. just so you know. You know a guy? Okay. I, I actually do know a fantastic fit for that, so let's talk later. Okay, so <laughs> the other thing too is I'll put this out here to the to your listeners okay. that uh, if anybody is, is interested in, in talking to us, please reach out to me, peter at liftoffcapital.com. And uh, I travel all over the country with my um, medical device business, so I'm um, I will meet anybody anytime. So 
I can attest to that because yeah. I, <laughs> I see him at the Montreal airport all the time. And you would be on, yeah, you'd be on planes a lot. So if you see Peter on planes, it's, you know, and it's the best thing too because you know you're kind of dragging your ass around yeah. an airport, and yeah. then you see a friend yeah. and it's yeah. like, hey, let's go have a beer. Let's go have a beer. It's so good. I love it. So is that like so? This would be for you a side hustle, you know, something yeah, you're just kind of yeah. getting into. And what was like, what was the what was the pull for you personally? Well, you know what it was actually, Jake, so I said Jake and I had worked on a project before. We were working on some medical projects and we had had a patent, a provisional patent, I guess, on a, a medical device. Um, the medical device world is very onerous in terms of getting to, uh, from step one to step two. So we were sort of at step 1.5 and had a really cool technology that was Jake had, had uh, come up with, um, just with imaging for MRIs. Mm -hmm. One of the problems with MRIs is if, you're having an MRI done, and if you move, then that data sort of is, it's a smudge, basically, and you can't get a good image. So um, we had come up with this concept by using motion capture to, let's say you're doing an MRI of somebody's head, you'd have the little motion capture things on the forehead, and, and the MRI would scan the patient. As soon as you came out of that um, zero point or point zero and moved a little bit, it would dump the data. And then when you came back in to the, to the correct plane, it would recapture the data. So theoretically, uh, with our provisional patent, that it would seamlessly tie those that data back together so you wouldn't have any artifact or any movement. Mm. Seemed nice. pretty cool. So we had this, what we thought was a great idea. We went through all the, the uh, provisional patent applications. We were ready to go live and start pitching the idea. And literally, I was at home one weekend. I was had been traveling a ton, and I just got the flu, and I was in bed literally sweating and delirious. And I picked up my iPad. Something just popped into my head. I Googled something, and there was a group at Stanford that was doing exactly what we were doing. Wow. Exactly. It was crazy. No. I t and I, s I remember just forwarding it to Jake. I said, this is what we're doing. And he goes, oh, my God. So then we sort of said after that, we had talked about a bunch of different things, and then we said after that, we're not doing medical anymore <laughs> ah. for sort of development because it was just – Because there's so much money and universities and there's so much energy already in that space Hans. maybe yeah. that it's very difficult for uh, smaller units to Absolutely. compete. So yeah. I'm guessing this is then quite freeing because you don't, you're not Absolutely. kind of bound by the same rules. And, Correct. Right. I mean it's, it's really – we are a media play. With, with liftoff capital because we're not making we're not giving investment advice we're not facilitating yeah. investments we're just wanting it's a platform Dave you to meet uh, somebody who really thinks your mm -hmm. idea is cool and then mm -hmm. you guys hammer it out and like I say just give us credit hmm. that's all we want do you see like is it part of it is seeing an exit at some point for uh, you know I don't know the larger matchmaking for or um, a VC or something like that it would be a great headhunter uh, I mean it or, really could be yeah um, I, I think it has a lot of a lot. It has a huge amount of potential because there's so. Uh, as Jake said, he sort of got the idea when I think it was Dragon's Den was doing. Uh, they had a casting call or something here in St. John, and he was looking, and there was people, you know, circling around the corner of the building. He thought, you know, every there's tons of people have ideas, and as you guys know, when you when you get your ideas down on paper or in on your site, it just helps sometimes to 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 sort of. Um, solidify what you're thinking, right? And then if you have the input from other entrepreneurs in this environment, you could say, hey, Dave, I really like that. Um, we're doing this. Maybe we should meet and we could work together on this. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden these things kind of grow. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I mean, you guys are entrepreneurs. You know, it's mm -hmm. sometimes these ideas or, or, or help comes from the most unlikely places. So we're thinking that this can really help people to get to that place, to make that 
to build that cohort. To it yeah. would it would kind of cool to put a uh, boiling point on that, wouldn't it? Yeah, do you know? What I'm just thinking, like, no, we totally should, like, um, because you yeah, know, could, investment <coughs> would never be, wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> never, well, it's well, so it can f- be sometimes <laughs> a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Depends on, depends on what strings it's attached. But as we say too, so like for some people, because they go, look, I'm really not looking for investment. We go, well, are you looking to promote yourself? So do that. So we've had, you know, I mean, we've got some as as liftoff, what we call liftoff partners. We've got some some law firms who specialize kind of in startups. So they're advertising with us, and that's a paid. Service, right. of course, but there's an incentive for them. There's an incentive for uh, the entrepreneurs that go like, I don't really know where to turn. Like, who sort of specializes in this area and would understand? I didn't really, Sponsor. you know what I mean. So it's 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 a it's an environment of of hopefully uh, t- the rising tide will rise all ships or boats or whatever yeah. that that thing is. We'll say <laughs> float all boats. Float all boats. Thank you. Float yeah, all you stand go. up paddle boards. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it, it is cool, and uh, you know the other thing I like about about it is when you don't engage. Uh, you get a little email saying really politely, <laughs> yeah. we haven't, Liftoff, uh, we're, we're, we're concerned. We haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yes, you're right. I got I to gotta hop in there. And, and But it, it's a fan, it's uh, the guys, uh, Maxim and uh, Sergey have done a wonderful job on the uh, platform, the tech, the tech guys. Yeah, and uh, I'm really impressed. It's, it's really cool. So I highly encourage all of our listeners to check it out. And I mean that too about if you have listeners who are, would be interested in talking to us, uh, pitching us on some partnership ideas to to move to the next step, uh, please email me, and uh, I will, uh, you know, we'll have a chat. So, Pete, what's next uh, amongst your in your entrepreneurial uh, journeys? Well, it's, uh, continuing to grow TSG Medical, which is my 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 not my side hustle, I guess my main hustle, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, as I say, it's a it's a great business, and and I really enjoy the the, the medical device business because I spend. Part of my time pretending that I'm knowing what I'm doing, running the company, and the other part of the time I spend in the OR with physicians all over the country and get to um, you know do some training on the products and and in cases. So it's very interesting because I'm not always just sitting looking at at uh, QuickBooks and and doing that stuff that can be a little onerous at times. Uh, but I'm actually out in the world and and seeing customers and and you know seeing patients and hearing awesome stories about people you know getting better. And yeah. and having sort of a second chance, so, and you would know, Greg, from your lovely wife, with that. I mean, that's the biggest part of, I'm sure, what she does that 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 you know makes it all worthwhile, right? That it's, you, it, it it is like for someone that hasn't um, experienced seeing like an OR exam, you know, like it, like it is impressive what happens yeah. in your your own community, like mm-hmm. that you're unaware of. Like, and we talked about Mark earlier. Yeah, he invited me in to watch um, open heart surgery. Amazing. And yeah, and I literally, and I think Greg's heard the story already, but I thought it was going to be on a window, like one of the TV shows. Yep. No, no, I was right in. Yep. <laughs> and then at one point he goes, Dave, what, here, I got to stand up here, right on top. I got to explain what I'm he, doing. He didn't, he didn't give you a scalpel, though, I hope. <laughs> he did not. He okay. did not. Allegedly. What happened, in all seriousness, is is uh, uh, the nurse came over and gave me a splash guard. Yeah. And um, so I had this over and I should be fine. And my brain couldn't compute. What was I was seeing? Yeah, because he was talking about doing some procedure with the heart, and uh, he's obviously a cardiac surgeon. And and uh, at one point he looks up and he goes, "Are you okay?" And uh, were you all white? My whole splash guard was fogged. <laughs> I was. 
I was, I, 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 the first time in my life I've ever had this feeling, I thought I was going to faint. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't. I, well, I was worried because I, really I would fall right into the patient. Like I right, was that Right into the open heart. Yeah, I was, like, this is like, <laughs> I, I mean, yes. oh my God. So I, I said, I got to, I got to go, I got to go out and I, I could hear them laughing when yeah. I left the room and I came back, oh no, it happens to everyone. So, so for our listeners' sake, uh, Mark Peltier uh, was one of our guests uh, not, oh, probably two years ago. So you have yeah. to rewind in the archives and, f- and find to to hear his uh, the, his approach. And then yeah, and he and he was like we said the hockey. Uh, he was guy that connected us through the right. hockey. The one degree and separation. Yeah, there he goes right there. And then yeah. he's he was down in Harvard. And now he's off to Cleveland. Cleveland Clinic. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. So uh, as a chief. Um, yeah. yeah, so he's he's a, he's a Mobile. guy to watch. Yeah, he's doing some cool stuff. But going back to to you, your experience of going and ex- seeing this in yeah. action, I mean, I, I I really don't know if at least, or maybe I'll just speak for myself. I didn't appreciate what actually happens and what people are doing. Like you know, behind the title, the actual work they do right. is like mind blowing. So you must be seeing that on a regular basis. Yeah, and it's you know, it's a, and I never it's a, it's a real privilege to be honest, you know, to to see that right because you're. It's, it never, you never get, bored is a terrible way to say it, but you never, I mean, I'm always fascinated, I guess is the best way to put it. Every time you go in and see, and just to see technique and to see, uh, you know, guys and gals that are such good surgeons and and the work they do, it's, Mm. it's, it's pretty mind blowing. And, Mm. and, and I, and I often wonder like, God, I can't imagine what, what, you know, they're feeling like the night before some of these really complex surgeries got, that must be horrible. Yeah. And. Everybody just seems so cool when they're in there and doing their thing. Oh, oh, they were they were talking about the Habs game. There was music yeah. playing, yeah. and it was like, and I and I was just and I could, trying to stand up. Was what I was trying to do. Like, I couldn't <laughs> and they were laughing at you. Oh, <laughs> Only when I left the room, I could hear the snicker. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. is that funny. Good, good coach, Mark. Good, good coach. <laughs> well, Pete, it's uh, it really is a treat to have you in here, man. And well, next time we. Have you? Let's bring Jake. Yeah, Jake uh, and some guitars and everything. Oh, I love it. We should have a acoustic fo- Fox Farm uh, episode too, Dave. Well, I could. I we would. Get, you I could, could play listen. bongos. I could let, I'll, I'll do whatever you guys tell me to do. So, so again, how do people reach? You said Peter at liftoff capital dot com. Yep. Yeah, that's the best yeah. way. And please, uh, as I said to, with listeners, if you've got an idea. There's no charge right now. Sign up. Be one of our early sign-ups. When, for when, when, when is that till? Like, what, do you have uh, a We're looking at uh, our number is 5,000. Yeah. So you, oh, so it's the number, not not time Not time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Although so if, you, if you put a timeline on, you, 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 the scarcity approach happens. Okay, yeah. this afternoon. If it's not <laughs> this, this afternoon. afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about what you guys are building with it. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. I yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. And um, you're a real renaissance man. Holy cow. Well, hockey player, surfer, um, entrepreneur. My goodness. Yeah. Ha- handsome gentleman. Oh, handsome gentleman. Stop yeah. it. This room is full <laughs> of them. I'm blushing. <laughs> and now it's time for the Boiling Point Takeaways. Okay. So um, we're at takeaway time with Pete Oxley. Yes. And and there, Greg. I got you. Oh, you got me? You I got, got you. Not vertical. Uh, horizontal, <laughs> not horizontal, vertical. I'm filming this um, for, for the listeners, just so you know. I'm just filming this for our Facebook feed. Yeah. Well, so we just had a really interesting uh, conversation with Peter Oxley. There he is. And uh, and what I'm struck by, and I guess the takeaway for me, is um, I think some of the challenges as entrepreneurs getting, you know, finding investors. And so Liftoff Capital, we're learning about is this place where people can meet. Um, I'm kind of curious to just dig into the platform itself to see how it all happens. Please. And um, and I just think there's, you know, there's I, I know as an entrepreneur there's clearly a need. Um, so it's neat to see it happening and uh, clearly a passion project for you. Um, and, and, 
you know, and, and I like that story about, um, you know, going to see the dragon's den and all the people kind of circling and there's all these ideas out there. And, uh, and I, and I believe, and I, you know, you must, you mean you have data on it. There's probably a lot of money on the sidelines right now because people don't know where to invest it. Right. So you're trying to bridge those worlds. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's my takeaway. I'm going to turn around to Mr. Hemmings. Um, my takeaway is it is very disappointing that uh, you're wearing a shirt with my face on it and I'm not wearing a <laughs> shirt with, with your face on it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for me, uh, very similar takeaways. Uh, it's always a treat to, to speak with Pete, and that rhymes. And uh, I, I, I think the only thing that uh, Pete said was um, on their platform, Liftoff uh, Capital, even if you're not looking to find investors right now, um, there's no reason why you can't be seen and heard. And that, and that is what you and I talk about in the boiling point process, Dave, right. is engage anyway. Get yourself, get a profile on a platform like Liftoff Capital so investors start at least seeing who you are because someday you might want investment or who knows, maybe someday you might be the investor. But you're not really going to know what, what the landscape is unless you engage. And I, I think what uh, what Pete and... and uh, and Jake and the team have done has has created a, a place to hang out. There's a digital party happening where uh, people are coming and uh, getting to know each other. And um, and I think that that's a good lesson for a whole bunch of different verticals in our business lives. You got to show up if you're going to get connected. So that's it. Well, I think it's always great to talk about liftoff capital because I think there is a need. I mean, in this day and age um, of uh, online meetups, uh, there's no reason why. We can't do that as entrepreneurs and investors. I think it's a really, it's a powerful service. Um, and as I say, the more eyeballs we get, the stronger we become and the more valuable it is to everybody. So if you've got an idea, get it on there. And, and it's sort of like telling the world and telling yourself, okay, I'm ready to get started on this. So that's my takeaway. Sign up now, www.liftoffcapital.com. And uh, let's have some fun. And hopefully everybody's going to make some money. I love it. And, uh, and then our, our typical... Uh, Reminder to all of our incredible listeners is uh, please, if you like this podcast, please do uh, rate and subscribe. Uh, that really helps us. Um, we've crossed over uh, a milestone uh, a number of months ago of getting past the 50,000 downloads mark. And we want to we 10x that. And maybe we'll do that by getting onto liftoffcapital.com. We, we shall see. <laughs> but it really helps us uh, continue to make this podcast knowing that more and more people are, are listening. Also, check out Boiling Point process.com so you can uh, learn all about how to be heard in a noisy market and everything that we talked about with Pete today is uh, very relevant in our online course so uh, take it out for a free trial if you like at boilingpointprocess.com and that's it cheers everybody uh, oh yeah uh, Dave's being creative with his phone that's awesome <laughs> he, he's, he, Greg Greg absolutely hates it when I uh, do create, create. Uh, no no if you, you, have to, you have to film a certain way right horizontal Perfect. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, B. All right. Thanks, man. Right. Thank you. That was awesome, guys. Yeah. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep that pot boiling.
Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer. Such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>